0: Hello and welcome to Newman's Thoughts, a multimedia reading project from the Newman Institute for Catholic Thought and Culture to promote the thoughts and ideas of our patron saint, John Henry Newman. I'm Patrick Callahan, director of the Newman Institute. Today is day 20 and I'm reading section seven of Discourse Two to St. John Henry Newman's The Idea of a University. I'm using the Clooney Media Edition of The Idea of the University. You can follow along with this or any other edition or even online via our daily email. St. John Henry Newman, The Idea of the University Discourse 2, Theology, a Branch of Knowledge, Section 7. I wish, gentlemen, to give these representations their full weight, both from the gravity of the situation and the consideration due to the persons whom I am arraigning. But before I can feel sure I understand them, I must ask an abrupt question. When I am told, then, by the partisans of universities without theological teaching, that human science leads to a belief in a supreme being, without denying the fact, nay, as a Catholic, with full conviction of it, Nevertheless, I am obliged to ask what the statement means in their mouths, what they, the speakers, understand by the word God. Let me not be thought offensive if I question whether it means the same thing on the two sides of the controversy. With us Catholics, as with the first race of Protestants, as with Muslims and all theists, the word contains, as I have already said, a theology in itself, at the risk of anticipating what I shall have occasion to insist upon in my next discourse. Let me say that, according to the teaching of monotheism, God is an individual, self-independent, all-perfect, unchangeable being, intelligent, living, personal, and present, almighty, all-seeing, all-remembering, between whom and his creatures there is an infinite gulf, who has no origin, who is all-sufficient for himself, who created and upholds the universe, who will judge every one of us sooner or later according to that law of right and wrong which he has written on our hearts. He is one who is sovereign over, operative amidst, independent of the appointments which he has made, one in whose hands are all things, who has a purpose in every event and a standard for every deed, and thus has relations of his own towards the subject matter of each particular science which the book of knowledge unfolds, who has with an adorable, never-ceasing energy implicated himself in all the history of creation, the constitution of nature, the course of the world, the origin of society, the fortunes of nations, the action of the human mind, and who thereby necessarily becomes the subject matter of a science, far wider and more noble than any of those which are included in the circle of secular education. This is the doctrine which belief in a God implies in the mind of a Catholic. If it means anything, it means all this, and cannot keep from meaning all this, and a great deal more, and even though there were nothing in the religious tenets of the last three centuries to disparage dogmatic truth, still, even then, I should have difficulty in believing that a doctrine so mysterious, so peremptory, approved itself as a matter of course to educated men of this day who gave their minds attentively to consider it. Rather, in a state of society such as ours, in which authority, prescription, tradition, habit, moral instinct, and the divine influences go for nothing, in which patience of thought and depth and and consistency of view are scorned as subtle and scholastic, in which free discussion and fallible judgment are prized as the birthright of each individual, I must be excused if I exercise towards this age, as regards its belief in this doctrine, some portion of that skepticism which it exercises itself towards every received but unscrutinized assertion whatever. I cannot take it for granted. I must have it brought home to me by tangible evidence that the spirit of the age means by the supreme being what Catholics mean. Nay, it would be a relief to my mind to gain some ground of assurance that the parties influenced by that spirit had, I will not say, a true apprehension of God, But even so much as the idea of what a true apprehension is. Nothing is easier than to use the word and mean nothing by it. The heathens used to say God wills when they meant fate, God provides when they meant chance, God acts when they meant instinct or sense, and God is everywhere when they meant the soul of nature. The Almighty is something infinitely different from a principle or a center of action or a quality or a generalization of phenomena. If then, by the word, you do but mean a being who keeps the world in order, who acts in it, but only in the way of general providence, who acts towards us, but only through what are called laws of nature, who is more certain not to act at all than to act independent of those laws, who is known and approached indeed, but only through the medium of those laws. Such a God it is not difficult for anyone to conceive, not difficult for anyone to endure. If I say, as you would revolutionize society, so you would revolutionize heaven, If you have changed the divine sovereignty into a sort of constitutional monarchy, in which the throne has honor and ceremonial enough, but cannot issue the most ordinary command except through legal forms and precedents, and with the countersignature of a minister, then belief in a god is no more than an acknowledgment of existing, sensible powers and phenomena, which none but an idiot can deny. If the supreme being is powerful or skillful, just so far forth as the telescope shows power and the microscope shows skill, if his moral law is to be ascertained simply by the physical processes of the animal frame, or his will gathered from the immediate issues of human affairs, if his essence is just as high and deep and broad and long as the universe and no more, if this be the fact, then will I confess that there is no specific science about God, that theology is but a name and a protest in its behalf and hypocrisy. Then is he but coincidence with the laws of the universe. Then is he but a function or correlative, Or subjective reflection and mental impression of each phenomenon of the material or moral world, as it flits before us. Then, pious as it is to think of him, while the pageant of experiment or abstract reasoning passes by, still such pity is nothing more than a poetry of thought or an ornament of language, and has not even an infinitesimal influence upon philosophy or science, of which it is rather the parasitical production, I understand in that case why theology should require no specific teaching, for there is nothing to mistake about, why it is powerless against scientific anticipations, for it merely is one of them, why it is simply absurd in its denunciations of heresy, for heresy does not lie in the region of fact and experiment. I understand in that case how it is that the religious sense is but a sentiment, and its exercise a gratifying treat, for it is like the sense of the beautiful or the sublime, I understand how the contemplation of the universe leads onwards to divine truth, for divine truth is not something separate from nature, but it is nature with a divine glow upon it. I understand the zeal expressed for physical theology, for this study is but a mode of looking at physical nature, a certain view of nature, private and personal, which one man has and another has not, which gifted minds strike out, which others see to be admirable and ingenious, and which all would be the better for adopting. It is but the theology of nature, just as we talk of the philosophy or the romance of history, or the poetry of childhood, or the picturesque, or the sentimental, or the humorous, or any other abstract quality, which the genius or the caprice of the individual, or the fashion of the day, or the consent of the world recognizes in any set of objects, which are subjected to its contemplation. Thanks for listening to Newman's Thoughts. To discover more about today's readings, or to download this season's reading guide, visit www.newmansthoughts.com. This has been a production of the Newman Institute for Catholic Thought and Culture, an Apostle of the Diocese of Lincoln in partnership with St. Gregory the Great Seminary and the UNL Newman Center, St. Thomas Aquinas Church.